The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. This is Denise Salcedo with Jonathan Hood, and this is the weekend edition of the Busted Open Podcast. We've got some important updates for the Crown Jewel card. Plus, EO retains with some outside interference, and we see a special return to end SmackDown. You won't want to miss it. Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, I guess first and foremost, we need to talk about LA Knight Roman Reigns has officially been made for Crown Jewel. And basically what went down last night on SmackDown is the opening of the show. We had a confrontation between LA Knight and Paul Heyman. And during this, we basically, it was pretty simple. There wasn't too many, you know, fireworks in this. But the big thing is that we are going to be seeing a contract signing next week. The match has been made official for Crown Jewel. And LA Knight pretty much told Paul Heyman to tell Roman Reigns that this is his game now. So let's start there. What did you think of the opening of SmackDown? Uh, was this a hit for you? Yeah, well, first of all, a shout-out to the crowd in San Antonio because San Antonio, they were hyped for SmackDown. It's a traditional, terrific wrestling city, San Antonio, Texas, almost sold out. So I just thought that that was fantastic. And that just kicked it off for me. It's like, okay, the crowd's into it, so I'm into it as well. And I'm watching this whole L.A. night, you know, face-to-face with Paul Heyman. And, you know, L.A. Knight got the crowd going by because he kept cutting off Paul Heyman, made sure that Paul Heyman uh, didn't leave the ring. I thought that was interesting. I just, you know, for me, Denise, I really thought that this is a Royal Rumble event or this is going to be a little bit in 2024, but it's happening now. It's happening quickly. And my hope is, is that I mean, we're not going to get a good match, but I'm wondering about the outcome, right? I mean, it's, it's Crown Jewel, L.A. Knight against Roman Reigns. I didn't expect it to happen so soon. It just shows you the influence over there in Saudi Arabia where the, the prince is like, you know what I'd like? Hmm. I'd like to have L.A. Knight against Roman Reigns, please. And then I'm sure it's the Triple H. He's probably saying, uh, do you want this now? Uh, you want to do this now? Uh, like, uh, and so if L.A. Knight loses, does this, does this lose momentum for L.A. Knight? I, we know what it does for Roman Reigns. But I'm just surprised it's happening so soon. I guess that's how, where I'm at right now this morning. Yeah, so you know what? With you saying it happened so soon, right? Because we had kind of gotten a couple of teases. We knew we were headed this direction as of a couple weeks ago, right? It all first started with Allie Knight and Paul Heyman kind of, you know, getting under each other, getting into each other's radars. And then 
lo and behold, last week we have the season premiere and that's where things really get kicked into high gear. And that's the thing though, I liked that. And you wanna know why, Jonathan? Because hmm. I guess I'm kind of tired of filler. Right, we get a lot of filler on sometimes a lot of these shows, especially given the fact that Roman Reigns is not there every week. So imagine if when he's there, you don't got anything for him or really anything major going on. And so for that reason, I was actually really happy that they got right into the story with Ellie Knight because why yes. wait, right? Like I know you mentioned this was probably more of like a Royal Rumble type of thing. You might have expected to see it there, and I 100% get that. But to me, it's like I. I don't want to wait you know i feel like if you wait all of these other things can happen right all of these factors can come into play that you probably didn't expect and so in pro wrestling right timing is everything and i feel like right now given the popularity of la night you might as well run with it like why the hell not right so personally for me i love the fact that they got right to it and they didn't uh hold us off any longer now i know you were talking about the outcome of what can can possibly happen here with Roman Reigns and Ali Knight and I'm looking at this and I feel for me and I'm curious to hear what you want to say about this but for me Jonathan I want to see Roman Reigns just cleanly defeat Ali Knight I know some people were wondering oh should Ali like if Roman Reigns wins should there be some sort of finish with all of these shenanigans right all of these different things that wwe can play up i don't want that i want to see roman reigns cleanly defeat la knight now there's probably people out here going like what why would you want that and <laughs> i don't think that hurts la knight personally i think the fact that he's even in this feud already that they got to it is roman reigns basically signifies this big signal boost for him because if you think about where we were several months ago we were really even sure that WWE not too long ago was fully behind LA Knight and so now it really feels like there's been this uh you know strap to him uh you know so that he can go on and do bigger and better things and what gets bigger and better than Roman Reigns and a match against him at Crown Jewel so I feel like this is definitely for me the win is already in this feud with Roman Reigns but I do not see LA Knight defeating Roman Reigns whatsoever uh I don't think that would be a good idea uh, where are you at on this? Well, I mean, you, you are correct. You know, when you say that Roman Reigns very well could beat L.A. Knight, you're going to get your wish because it's going to happen. But it's always with shenanigans, though. When's the last time we saw Roman Reigns with, like, you know, straight up with a clean pin? Now, again, it's just part of the story. I totally understand that. But the one thing I've been saying for years as we've been watching the bloodline is, if you want to beat Roman Reigns, Denise, that means you got to beat the entire bloodline. You got to beat Paul Heyman. You got to beat the entire bloodline. Now I know it's fractured right now, but there's always an ally for Roman Reigns, even if it's outside the bloodline. So this will not be a, the clean finish that I think that you think it's going to be. I would love to see one-on-one -on -one Roman Reigns and LA Knight. And of course, Roman Reigns has the momentum. He's not losing a crown jewel. Uh, if Roman Reigns is going to lose, it's going to be at WrestleMania, the biggest spectacle of them all. It's going to be there. It won't be in Saudi Arabia. At least, least that would be a surprise if it is. So I, I just think that it's going to be some nonsense, and, and LA Knight's going to end up losing, and he'll have that in his back pocket. Like, it took four or five guys for you guys to beat me. Yeah, it'll be something like that, right? <laughs> uh, so, I mean, that that's kind of what it is. I, I, like I said, I'm just surprised it's happening now. Because you're right, if LA Knight loses, people still be behind him, but in their mind's eye, they're going to be like, hmm, could LA Knight ever be the guy? And I think that the way WWE does things historically, LA Knight is supported by the crowd, that means that the office is not going to support him. 
<laughs> like, like, like we've gone through this with Brian Danielson, we've gone through this with CM Punk and many others, Chris Benoit and Rey Mysterio and all and all. Like, yeah, you could be a contender or you could be the champion, but you're not really the guy because we know that Roman Reigns is the guy. So I, I just find this interesting. This is happening now. Yeah, and like you mentioned, this is something that we have seen multiple times over and over, and it does make you think like, you know, it, it kind of sucks when situations like that happen, right? When the fans mm -hmm. really want somebody, but the office basically says, no, this is not for you right now. We're doing something else. I 1000% get that. And so for me, like, I think you're right, though. I do think that they're going to do something in the terms of maybe not the clean finish that I would definitely want. But I think you're more so uh, I see your story playing out of LA Knight coming out the next following week and basically saying, oh, you know, it took this many men to beat yeah. me. So, yeah, I think you're definitely definitely right on that uh i'm curious to see what this match is going to look like because i remember when we got roman reigns and logan paul at in saudi arabia and i remember thinking oh this match is probably gonna be like and eh, it's gonna be okay so and it ended up blowing my expectations like i thought it was phenomenal so i'm wondering if la knight versus roman reigns is going to be better then that match about the same or not as good at that match. For some reason, that's kind of where I'm kind of comparing this match to only because uh, I think LA Knight, that's one of the things people have talked about, right? Like LA yeah. Knight, you know, we're going to see certain stuff in the ring, right? But I'm curious to see what that's going to look like in the actual physical match. Well, well okay, let's, let's discuss this about LA Knight then. All right. What's more over with LA Knight for you, the wrestling fan, Denise? Is it the promos or the in-ring work? Oh, the promos for sure. But even then, I, I want to get to the promos because I don't love the promos either. Uh-huh. Well, and, and, <laughs> really and, and, so, and, and that's why like people think that when you see L.A. Knight, oh, this is like the next coming of Rock and Stone Cold. No, actually it isn't. Just because that if you close your eyes, you can hear Rock and Stone Cold in his promo doesn't make him Rock and Stone Cold. He's a combination of both uh, vocally. It's very strange, but that's exactly what it is. He, he sounds like both of those guys. Uh, and I think the L.A. Knight knows that, too, because obviously there are big influences in his career. But I, I would agree. What is more over? It is his promos because he gets the crowd into his promos. But then the bell rings, and it's okay. I mean, it's the WWE. It's never been about work rate. We're not talking about AEW or New Japan where it's about work rate. In this situation, it's like he wrestles, and you wait for that finish, and then one, two, three. But all the stuff in the middle, I can't tell you the five moves that LA Knight has. I do not. I know, that's not a knock on him because, again, it's WWE. It's not about you know, the, 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 all the great work that you see from a Kenny Omega or, or wrestlers of that ilk. What I'm saying is, is that I'm into the promo and then I'm into when the bell rings. And there's really no in-between. When you're a superstar, there's got to be in-between. This guy can go or this girl can go and you have these moves to look forward to. But we'll have to hit that move. It could be a one-two. It could be one-two-three. You never know what's going to – like with L.A. Knight, it's not there yet. And so that's the kind of uh, disconnect I have with him in some ways. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And you, like you mentioned, it's – when it comes to the work rate, you could work around that, right? You can do these bells and whistles. If you're in there with somebody like Roman Reigns, you know, that can definitely make up for a whole lot of what the other person might be missing, right? So you can work around that. That's perfectly, you know, okay. But I feel like for me, like the promos... Uh, I, LA Knight's popular, right? He's got the catchphrases. That's really the thing that 
I think people have really gotten behind. People love to say, yeah, and let me talk to you. And all of these things, right? Like, that's what they like to do. They like to chant LA night. But this was my big gripe from last night. My big, big issue with this was that I just think they need to give them a better verbiage in these promos. I feel, and we were talking about this last week, Mark and I, is that they haven't done enough jabs. They haven't done enough things that make you go, oh my God, I can't believe he said that. Like the big threat to Roman Reigns was that this is his game now, right? That isn't really anything. That isn't much. So my whole thing here is I would really love to see them spice up Ali Knight's promos a little bit. It's just catchphrase, 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 which is fine because that's what gets catchphrases over. But I would like to see a little bit more meat on these uh, promos, a little bit something else that I can remember because I don't, I feel like you're only going to remember just the catchphrase portion of it and you're not going to remember anything else. So for me, I kind of felt like the little confrontation that we had with Ellie Knight and Paul Heyman was a little bit on the weak side. I was expecting for Ellie Knight to basically, you know, terrify the living life out of Paul Heyman or, you know, embarrass him or some sort of anything to leave us with an emotion right any sort of emotion whether it's damn i can't believe he said that to paul Heyman or fridge you know la knight is so freaking cool uh something along those lines and i feel like i came out of it going that's it that's a big warning to roman reigns like roman reigns has been out here feuding with the biggest baddest guys and this is the best that they came up with here the only part that i will say that i really enjoyed from this though because i thought it was pretty funny was when he told paul Heyman to leave and then paul Heyman leaves and then he comes back but i thought it was funny because paul Heyman is a funny guy yes so it's pretty much what I'm hearing from you is that it's about a B plus promo, because uh, I would probably probably lower it, probably lower, lower it, Jonathan. Oh wow, lower than a, that. A, a, a C plus a promo, a C plus promo. Take, take away the plus, just the C. Wow, a solid C promo. I mean, let's. Here's the thing: there's a difference between having catchphrases that can sell merch and catchphrases that you get yourself over. There's a difference between the two, in my view, and I just think with LA Knight, you know, again for a younger audience. They don't remember Stone Cold and The Rock as much as we do as far as what they did on a regular basis because it wasn't just the, the catchphrase. It was what they said with the dialogue. That mattered, too. And so for L.A. Knight, you know, and I'm not sure how the WWE system works as far as their promos are concerned. We know that AEW, it's pretty much bullet points, but you can, you know, color around the lines. I don't, I don't know if it's just um, an actual script or a light script for L.A. Knight. But I would just know that he's quick enough because I've seen him in TNA and other places. Like, I know he's quick enough on his feet to be able to just say some things that in a shooting manner. Uh, and I don't know if he's allowed to do that or if he's uncomfortable with that, but I, I haven't seen like that a plus, you know, LA night promo in a while. And so I'm wondering if the office is holding him back or he holds himself back. There's always a stutter here and now here, here and there for him. So, I mean, again, he's fine for this era of wrestling. I, I hope the best for him because I've invested a lot of time watching him in the Indies and in TNA and other places before he came to WWE. I, I mean, he's getting over. But it's just there's a ceiling to the success right now with L.A. Knight. And I look forward to him breaking through that ceiling at some point. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. And, you know, we talk about these comparisons that are often made to the, of you know, to the rock, right? Sure. When you think of the rock, if I were to be like, oh, do you remember that one promo that he did? You'd be like, yeah, I remember that. Because why? Because there were memorable moments, memorable lines, memorable things that keep you going. Man, do you remember the one time that the rock told the hurricane? Nobody's calling him. He weighs 100 pounds and nothing. All of these things that he said, yeah. that stuff is funny and it's memorable. So I do think that is one of the things that I would like to see them kind of add to LA night uh just to kind of uh you know continue that right give us something new something the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal it probably won't go well so set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Uh, additional. Hey everyone, it's Howard Bender from the Andy Up Podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. We saw the return of Bianca Belair last night on Friday Night SmackDown following an impeccable match between EO Sky and Charlotte Flair. I want to get into this match portion before we get to the Bianca portion because we saw EO Sky and Charlotte Flair main eventing and having what I thought was a really great match. As a matter of fact, it was my favorite EO Sky match uh, since she's won the title. I thought it was exactly what we wanted to see. And we saw some aggression. We saw some really great uh, moments during this, um, one of which included a top rope uh, fallaway slam, which I thought was phenomenal. But for the finish, we ended up seeing Charlotte Flair get screwed here because Dakota Kai hands the uh, championship to EO Sky while Bailey is being chased by Charlotte Flair because Bailey literally grabbed the leg of EO and put it on the rope just when we thought that Charlotte Flair had this one, this match won. And instead, we see Charlotte get distracted with Bailey. She throws her into the commentary table. So when she finally gets back into the ring, Io Shirai had the championship belt placed on her midsection. So when Charlotte went in for that second spear, she ended up running right into that championship belt. Of course, the referee didn't see it. He was distracted by Dakota Kai. So this was definitely a, a, a screw job for Charlotte, but dang it, it was a phenomenal match. Uh, Jonathan, what did you think of the match portion? I think that um, the match could have been great 
and I think it was just good. And the reason why is because of the outside interference. I'd love to see these two wrestle again without outside interference because I know it could be a gem of a, of a match. I really do. First of all, I think all of us have been very uh, high on EO Sky before she was champion, just saying, like, what if? And I just think that she has not been overshadowed by the rest of the members of Damage Control, especially with uh, – um, with the members of uh, Damage Control, I think that she's outstanding. And Charlotte Flair, of course, she's the queen. And she's on the precipice of surpassing her father as far as championships are concerned at some point. I just think that because of the outside interference, it, just, it lost a little bit for me. The match was fine. It was the best match we saw on SmackDown. I was just concerned about all the outside interference. But, of course, the, you know, the cherry on the Sunday is Bianca Belair returning. Post-match, yeah, so- it was a fantastic so before we get to the Bianca thing, you mentioned that you didn't like the outside interference. I got to mm-hmm. tell you, I didn't mind it. I usually mind it sometimes because, you know, outside interference can ruin a good match. But mm-hmm. I didn't mind it in this particular situation only because when we thought that Charlotte kind of had the match one, I thought Bailey kind of came out of nowhere. Like, I forgot Bailey was out there. So when she grabbed the leg of EO and put it on the rope, I'm like, damn, she did it again because she helped her out at the pay-per-view. She helps her out on SmackDown again. I don't know. I kind of liked that. And I like liked how this kind of set up a bunch of like different things right we have to at some point see another match between charlotte and eo we uh can circle into charlotte getting some revenge on bailey for costing her this match and then finally of course bianca belair so how this happened is uh afterwards we end up seeing charlotte get attacked by eo dakota bailey everybody's out there all of damage control doing their thing uh she's out there she's outnumbered so bianca belair runs in and has her back here and she's we haven't seen her since about august and i think the last time we actually saw her she was in a tag team match with charlotte and they were taking on bailey and eo so it's been a little bit of a hot minute and prior to bianca being gone we were kind of seeing them start to maybe change up her character a little bit they didn't go all the way but we did see some teases of a possibility between uh possibly seeing a heel version of bianca belair so for now her coming back jonathan do you think they're actually going to maybe do something different with bianca do you think we're actually going to see her as a heel are they going to kind of keep her as the est of wwe that we have been seeing uh these last couple of years well one thing for sure that we know is that there are different colors in the rainbow but gray is the most boring and so what i'm saying is is that for bianca Belair, she can't be gray denise Uh, like it's gotta be one of the other so what you talked about is toward the last time we saw her, she was a little bit more aggressive, maybe not heelish, but definitely more aggressive. Uh, and then not as much as flipping, you know, the, the hair braid and necessarily high step into the ring. There was some aggression in the ring, which make, makes me think that she's going to step up in character, but maybe not as a heel. Um, I kind of look at Wardlow in the same way in AEW, where it's like you're not a heel, but you're definitely more aggressive than you have been. Drew McIntyre, another per- perfect example of you're not a heel, but you have heel tendencies, but you're just more aggressive. And I think that um, I think that that's what we're going to see with Bianca Belair. I um, I was happy to see her. I I would love to see Bianca against Charlotte at some point down the line. I don't know when that's going to happen, but uh, you know, as far as Bianca's character is concerned. We've seen her as a squeaky baby face. If she has a little bit more aggressive aggression, if she becomes a little bit of a heel, I have no problem with that. I got no problem with it because it evolves the character. Look, you got to be able at some point, 
after a few years, unless you're John Cena. You've got to be able to kind of clean up your your persona. He's got to have a different level. I always look at characters and look at wrestlers and say, well, what's your next gear? What's next? We know that you can go. We know that you're popular with the fans. Now, what's the next step? And for Bianca Belair, I've always wondered with that. I know that she's a terrific wrestler. I just want to know what else is in her arsenal, uh, personality-wise, character-wise. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. I think that a lot of people are going to relate with what you said, right? Because we all know that Bianca, she is amazing. She's my current favorite women's wrestler right now when it comes to in-ring work, because I just think she's freaking phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you're right, though. We've only seen really one big version of Bianca Belair. We've been talking a lot about promos, right? And one of the things that when you think about promos that we're kind of the same, unfortunately, were a lot of Bianca's promos, right? So she goes out there and you already know what she's going to talk about. She's going to talk about, you know, for the longest time when she was champion, she talks about being champion. She does the EST and that's kind of about it. There was really never anything else. And because she's so good, you don't want want to see her, uh, you know, fail in the sense of, oh, it's always the same thing, right? You don't want that for Bianca Belair because she's so freaking good. You also want to see her character kind of be challenged. You want to see a new environment for her. And so I'm curious, what do you do with Bianca that can be different? Uh, Do you think that they're going to align her with Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits? And if they do, is that something you'd even want to see? Yeah, she's be with her husband. I think that that gives a different wrinkle, doesn't it? Look, if if well, here's the thing about the Bobby Lashley and that whole thing, if they're really serious about taking this, it's it's an it's an attraction now, Denise. It's not a main event thing. It's just something that we see kind of in the middle of the card. It's fine. Yeah, you know, I, I just talked to Angelo Dawkins earlier this week, and he likes that he's he doesn't like the idea that he's wearing suits, but he's okay with it. He's he's good that he's with his tag team partner and with Bobby Lashley, so he's good with this kind of new persona. But you got to do something with it. I mean, if Bianca is with her husband, which would be which is awesome, and it's a it's kind of a group, it's a new faction, then you got to go somewhere with them, right? I mean, and you just can't just be in the middle of the car just taking on tag teams. I want them to be able to go with a ruthless aggression and push them. You've got Judgment Day, you've got the Bloodline, you've got the LWO. Why not those four? I'd love to see it because it, like you said, when we see these wrestlers. It's one thing for us to be able to enjoy matches. We, you and I enjoy a lot of matches. But the thing is, it's like, what about personality? What about character? It's like, oh, I didn't know she was like that. Oh, my God, I know she can wrestle. But, boy, there's a different gear to her. That's what I want to see from Bianca Belair. Um, there, there's no question she's top five at, at worst of wrestlers in the world and the women's division. So why not give her a little coat, a different coat of paint, as Bruce Pritchard says? Give her a, little, a, a different coat of paint. Let's see what she can do. So I don't know if you noticed this or if any of our listeners noticed this, but did you notice that Bianca's makeup was different? I don't know if this was just me. Maybe, I don't know, I was paying attention too much to it, but I noticed that her makeup was different and I didn't Mm -hmm. know if that was just, you know, her trying something different or if it was kind of signifying uh, a newer start for Bianca. I don't Mm -hmm. know because usually because she comes out and she's got, you know, the glittery lips and just like really bright colored makeup, right? Adding to the really sparkly outfits, which her outfit, it was a, a gold one it's still pretty sparkly maybe yeah. not as sparkly as some of the stuff she's worn before but i'm thinking hmm am i reading too much into this but the makeup was different i don't know if that means yeah. anything okay you know what i didn't notice that but this is why you're on the show to be able to add that color <laughs> i did not notice that i did notice her hair though i didn't notice her hair so was her hair always that dark 
Uh, let me, you know what? Let me look at the picture right now. I have can, it here. Okay. Can we, can we do um, a Google images on, on, on Bianca Belair? Because I thought the first no, thing I, I noticed. Her, her hair thing's always been that dark for sure. Okay. I think the okay. only thing I'm looking at the picture right now, the only thing that's different really is just the, the lips and yeah. something with the eyes too. I'm not really sure what it is with the eyes, but I know the, the lips is definitely different with the, uh, missing the little bedazzledness that she usually brings. Hmm. Now that's what Does a baby face. Well, yes. No, no, no. Those are those are the dazzling details. In that, if she does not have that, that's her signature. If she does not wear that, then what does that mean? That means that she's going for something else in character development. Little things like that. It's just it's it's a great tip that you just gave us because that might be mean that she's into something else. Because otherwise. You know how it is. You're in the back, and it's like, all right, let me see you. All right, let me see. You. All right, let's make sure your makeup is just perfect. Your hair is just perfect. This is how you always look when you go out to the ring. All right, here we go. Now you can go through the curtain. But no, she didn't look like that Friday night. So there's something there. It could be something there. We'll see. All right, let's go ahead and take some calls. Mm -hmm. um, once again, if you want to be a caller, get your two cents in. Uh, give us a call, 877-344-4893. Let's bring in Eric from Maryland. Uh, Eric, what's on your mind? What's going on? What's going on with you? It's going good, Eric. How are you? Good, good. I can't complain. I can't complain. I, I You know, I just wanted to talk about the, you know, the rise of L.A. night. I probably even got so fast and how the fans are really behind them. And, you know, we hope that he can, you know, beat Roman Reigns uh, come Crown Jewel. I believe that was just Crown Jewel. Definitely in Crown Jewel. Yes, the match is taking place there. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It, it should be a real slobber knocker, as JR would say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Eric. Uh, so you're just, actually well, hoping for. Yeah, he was just laughing at his own JR line. It's pretty good. That, he, was just, <laughs> he was laughing at As JR would say, it's going to be a real slobber knocker. <laughs> he just laughed at his own line. That's very interesting. I love that. Uh, so Eric here is definitely hoping to see Ellie Knight defeat Roman Reigns, if I heard that correctly. I think so. I think that's what he was saying. And, and again, these title changes, like, I would love this. I expect the unexpected sometimes. But when it comes to Crown Jewel, this is a glorified house show. It's what it is. It's a live event for the people in Saudi Arabia. And so I'm sure, like, I'm sure they'd love to have the title change there. I just think that that's more of a WrestleMania thing, don't you? That's more of a SummerSlam thing. Oh, uh, a thousand know. percent, man. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine uh, Roman Reigns dropping the title to LA Knight at Crown Jewel. Yes. And when a, it airs at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time in, uh, here, out here in the West Coast, like yeah. that's breakfast time. Like if I'm going to see Roman Reigns chain, uh, title chain chance, I want to have a pizza and a soda in my hands. I don't want to have a little piece of toast and a coffee. <laughs> like, you know what? It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> Denise Salcedo just wanted you, everyone to know that if the Universal Championship is going to change, it has to be a nighttime change. It has to be a yes. change at night. It can't be a mid-morning, mid-afternoon title change. Is everyone Again, for the record, Denise says, if you're going to change the title, it can't be in the morning. I understand. Well, think about it. And I'm sure the, the listeners here will get me. In the mm -hmm. morning, you're like half awake. You're in your pajamas. I can't be in my pajamas when the title changes hands <laughs> and we got this legendary streak come to an end. Come on now. That's just silly. Yeah. It, it's just, uh, <laughs> it, it, it should be like a WrestleMania, you know, the night one, night one, night two, SummerSlam, whatever, something like that. But in Saudi Arabia, no. Now, could there be a title change like we talked earlier about Logan Paul? Could be. Could be. But whatever the prince wants, 
Whatever the prince wants, he's going to get because that's the one that's the matchmaker in that WWE, as we all know. It's the government. That's what. Don't don't shake your head, Denise. That's what it is. No, the, I the, don't know. The, actually, I no, don't I'm, know. I, I'm telling you, they the government wants this is the matches that they wanted, so they're going to get what they want. This the crown prince wants L.A. Knight and Roman Reigns, and that's how that works. You think the WWE's got full autonomy of that? No, no, no. The the young prince says, "Here's the matches I want." It's like a dream match for the for that country. All they get all the dream matches. It always works that way every year, right? It's matches. It's like, where's this match coming out of nowhere? What's this all about? It's be- it only goes to that country. <laughs> not, not, not the UK, not America. It's always like, what the hell is this? Hmm, interesting. Okay. And then you, we pretend like it didn't happen. Crown Jewel, it happens and it just like, all right, over to Survivor Series. Like, we pretend like it didn't happen. That's why I call it a live event. That's really what it is. And that's the thing, like, I remember when if when we started getting these Saudi Arabia shows, when they first started happening, everybody was saying the same thing, right? Glorified house show, glorified house show. Yeah. And I feel like within the last couple of, uh, you know, times that they've gone there, though, they've started to put some big matches where you're like, damn, they're really putting this on the crown jewel card? I, I feel like this is a match we would have liked to see out here. Uh, and I feel like we've been seeing a couple of those kind of sprinkled into some of those shows. I just uh, you just can't get the stink off of Goldberg versus Undertaker or Shawn Michaels coming out of retirement bald uh, with Triple H. Well, we can't get that. You cannot remove that stink off a crown jewel for me. That's why a lot of times for me, I'm just being honest, it's skippable for me or I'll go back and watch the matches I want to watch because but like live. No. No, is it because I know what this is. I'll go back and just take, oh, I saw this match, fast forward, watch this match, because I know the big events in WWE. And, th- and for me, Crown Jewel isn't it for me. But I'll, right, you know, right. but, I'll, but as a wrestling person like you, I will be curious. Of course, of course. And that's the thing, like, I, I, I can only only imagine that they might want to get rid of that like they don't want people to be like oh well i can skip crown jewel right and so that's why they're putting this match on because they know that the crowds are going to be interested in seeing how they uh you know work out roman reigns and la Knight. and so i do think that there is starting i've been seeing this effort on wwe's part to kind of maybe change people's perceptions of whether or not they're going to tune in to this show especially given how early it is for everybody especially people out of the west coast is just kind of nuts but uh you know it is one of those things right you just gotta see what they do but if you're gonna miss any pay-per-view this is probably probably one of them yeah just just watch some some matches here and there but i mean of course we're all interested oh but by the way as we put a bow on this let me just ask you about eo sky do you believe her championship reign is sustainable what do you think of her as what do you think of her as champion I've said this before, but I kind of feel like they have done her run a little bit bland. It's been a little bit boring. And I don't think that's necessarily EO's fault because when she's out there and she's wrestling and they're giving her, you know, full attention, it's been great. Uh, I loved the triple threat that we saw. Uh, I loved this match that we saw with Charlotte Flair. So anytime she's out there actually wrestling, it's good. But when she's not, when they don't have a wrestle, I almost kind of feel like she's not really in the spotlight even though she's the champion. And I feel like the champion should always be on the spotlight. And I don't feel like they've done that with EO. So yeah, I haven't thought that her reign has been, you know, anything super spectacular. But again, those two matches that, uh, those two matches that I mentioned are the ones that really made the championship feel like, all right, cool. Now let's get more of this. Multiply this times 10. Yes. And we've really got something here. 
Yeah, the one thing I don't like is when you put a championship on someone and they're not really the champion. You, and we just talked about this earlier. The WWE's done that in the men's division for a long time. Oh, CM Punk, well, really, that's that's your champion. That's really not our champion. Oh, it, Bray Wyatt, just, just be honest, that really wasn't the champion for them. It's just kind of the people's champion. And the same thing with EO Sky. It's like she's part of damage control, which is cool. I, re- I know you remember the first time that I remember seeing them come to ringside at WrestleMania. We're like, oh, my God, this is great, right? And so as far as EO Sky is concerned, I just I know you know she can go. I know she can go. I just want to put her in a, a different light as she's the champion and she should shine brightly as a champion. Hey, everyone. Jen Piacenti here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Uh, Logan Paul is a is a very natural heel, by the way. I think we've all pretty much established that. And last night he's out there uh, using his Spanish against Rey Mysterio. Uh, all right, we need to get into this confrontation because we had already known that Logan Paul called out Rey Mysterio immediately after his fight. Of course, Rey Mysterio responded and told him, you know where to find me, and that is over on Friday Night SmackDown. Well, we had Logan Paul go out there last night, and he's basically cutting a promo about how he uh, defeated Rey Mysterio. And, of course, this is in a tag team match, but he's making it seem like it was a one-on-one type of situation. And he says that the last time he beat Rey Mysterio, he still had a son in Dominic Mysterio, that Roman Reigns actually showed up to wrestle and LA Knight didn't even have a job. After bragging about himself just a little bit more and bragging about Prime and all of the things that he has done and accomplished, Rey Mysterio finally comes out and lays out this uh, challenge for uh for the championship for the United States Championship at Crown Jewel. It is accepted and we are going to see this match. Before they leave, they shake hands and and Logan Paul tells him buena suerte amigo, which is essentially good luck friend, but it was in a mocking sort of way, right? Mm-hmm. And uh dude, I got to tell you. I liked what we got here. Uh I didn't I thought that the Logan Paul portion of it all kind of went just a little bit too long when he was out there hyping himself up, running down all of the history and all of that. But I did like when he said that Roman Reigns actually showed up to wrestle back when he actually defeated Rey Mysterio. So I thought that was a pretty good little uh we were talking about jabs, right? Just That's earlier right. in our previous segment. There's one for sure. Uh I thought that one was pretty good and I don't know. I'm digging this. I'm looking forward to this match. I'm expecting a title change. Uh, what about you? Well, we talked about LA Knight and uh, his effectiveness with a promo, how he needs to take it to another level. Here's Logan Paul coming off the street and just whether what, it doesn't matter how it was executed. It happened in the ring where he just laid out the things that you just talked about. And it became an effective promo where the fans were hanging on his every word because he's cocky. and takes his time with his promo. So I'm watching this in Logan Paul, and, and just on the surface, before we even get into Rey Mysterio, Denise, I just think that it's amazing. 
the cross promotion for the WWE, right? Here's Logan Paul. He gets through with his celebrity fight, and he just happened to mention Rey Mysterio in the WWE. You know what that did for the WWE? Just Logan Paul being synonymous with the WWE, for him to be able to say that after his fight. It's like, oh, my next thing I'm going to do, I'm going to go to the WWE, so let me do this with Rey Mysterio. He didn't have to do that, but he did. And that did, I think that does wonders for the company. The WWE is already a monster. But then when you have someone outside of the company like Logan Paul doing what he did and then walk into uh, SmackDown like he did, that just uh, is phenomenal for the company. As far as Logan Paul and Rey Mysterio, you know, it's funny. You know, so if I asked you, Denise, can I, you know, I want $100. Can I get $100? You'd, you'd ask me why first, right? Here is Logan Paul's. Logan Paul is saying, you know, I, what I really need, to, I need that uh, a U.S. title match. Rey didn't have to give it to him. Why did he give it to him? Just because he asked? I'm asking you for $100. You'd ask me why. If I'm Ray, would not, if, I, if, I, if I'm Ray, I ask Logan, why do you want the title match, right? But it just shows you that Ray Mysterio is a fighting champion, and it's going to deliver. This match is going to deliver because Ray Mysterio is still at the top of his game, and Logan Paul is always surprising us with stuff. So this is why it's going to be solid. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this match. I think it's going to be a good one. I don't feel like I've seen anything bad from Logan Paul in the ring. As a matter of fact, like I remember when Logan Paul came into WWE and I was kind of like, oh, I don't really know about this, right? Like, I don't really, I've only heard negative things about the guy, right? On social media, uh, you see a lot of negativity surrounding sure. the Paul brothers. And and that's kind of a little bit of what, uh, you know, drives him to be a natural heel, right? Like a lot of people just, even if he goes out there and he wows the crowd with his killer moves and all of this stuff, his athletic ability, people are still like, nah, boo you, Logan Paul, right? So when he came yes. into when he yes. came into that's, exa- that's exactly how they do it, Denise. Just like that, they say, boo you, Logan Paul. I've seen it before. <laughs> 20,000 people say, boo you, Logan Paul. That's exactly how they do it. Yes, I've seen yes, it. it- it's exactly it right there. But that's the thing, though. Like, Logan Paul is good. Like, his matches are great. I love the, the, the match that he had with Roman Reigns. Again, I mentioned this earlier. I was expecting that to kind of be a little bit of a shit show. Uh, quite frankly, that's what my expectations were heading into it. And it ended up being one of my favorite matches for that year. And that's saying, like, so much because it's not like we're out there seeing Logan Paul wrestle each and every single week. So I feel like Logan Paul... Uh, he does good in his matches. He does good in WWE. And I know that a lot of people, there's been some, he's gotten some flack for his promos, right? Like some things people just don't like. I liked all of the promos, except for the ones that he had with Ricochet when they were doing that feud. Aside from the Ricochet promos, I've liked all of the promos that we've seen from Logan Paul, again, because it's easy to dislike him. And so it works. And, uh, you know, listening to him talk this uh, last night on SmackDown, I was into it, man. I thought this was good. And I, I do want to see him uh, defeat Rey Mysterio only because if he's coming out here and saying, oh, I want championships, I want championships, I kind of want to see what that would look like. Uh, what do you think it would look like to have Logan Paul as U.S. champion? Well, I'd like to have the champion be on television every week. So so, so is Logan Paul making the towns? He's going to be in Des Moines and Yakima, Washington, and he's going to be making those towns, right? He's going to be in, uh, in Reno, Nevada on the live events. He will not. That's the whole problem with this, right? Like, we already have enough champions that are locking it down, like Roman Reigns and Gunther, right? They're already locking down their championships. I want to see, if, I want, if Logan Paul's going to be the champion, I need to see him more than just once every blue moon. 
this is why I kind of think that Ray might win this matchup because at least you can look forward to seeing the LWO and Ray every single week. If he's not wrestling, he's at least doing a promo. I know what this would do for WWE. Someone on the outside w- winning a championship. Okay, so he goes to his very popular podcast and he's all over social media as a United States champion. But can I see you every week? And don't you want to keep Logan Paul special? Now, and again, let's make sure we make this clear too, Denise. It is amazing in 2023 that we get the Bad Bunnies and the Logan Pauls and before that the Ronda Rouseys of the world that can make that seamless transition from what they did before into the WWE ring and wrestle like they've been doing it for 15 years. I just think for someone who's been watching wrestling for a long time, I'm very impressed by the smoothness of Logan Paul. It's not just the rehearsal. Well, we got to do this and this. There's a natural ability with Logan Paul, which is, um, is amazing to me. He makes it seem like anybody can do it. He's just that good. So I look forward to the matchup. But if he becomes champion, I don't want to see him once a month. I want to see him as often as possible because he's one of the, the bigger heels that we'll see. Every time he comes around, does a great promo, and it really pays off in the ring. And you're 1,000% right about that, right? If Logan Paul were to become U.S. champion, what does that schedule look like for him? And we can't afford more champions to be out the door, right? Like, you definitely do not want that. But I'm kind of on the hopeful side that maybe we'll see uh, if he does win a little bit more of these appearances, just even if it's for a short time period, right? Uh, Because ideally, I would kind of like to see him do something with, uh, you know, your Grayson Wallers, your LA Knights of the World on SmackDown. So I would kind of hope that this would lead to something like that. But that is the big thing. That's the big dark cloud over this match where it's like, okay, if Logan Paul actually wins, it is he going to show up? Is this going to be a thing? Is he going to be like Roman Reigns? Is he going to be like Brock Lesnar and not show up? I don't know. So part of me is hopeful that we might get something a little bit unexpected. We'll okay. see, right? The WWE tends to surprise us in different ways. And I think part of the reason, now I know Logan Paul has like a million other projects that he does on the outside. Part of the reason why I'm a little bit hopeful that we might get a little bit more, uh, you know, dates and appearances for Logan Paul is we're talking about uh, you know, just a couple weeks ago, we had the official merger of uh, WWE. We got uh, Endeavor. We got, you know, WWE and UFC. We got TKO Group Holdings. I mean, it's a whole thing, right? So I almost feel like part of that, it would be cool to have somebody like Logan Paul kind of help give, you know, a little bit more of this constant uh, mainstream media attention, especially coming off of a merger like that. I just, but I think you hit it though. I don't want to see any more part-time champions. So, so uh, what I'm asking is, are you gassing up the the car, Denise, to go to Riverside, California, or to Anaheim uh, to be able to see well, a Logan Riverside, Paul? Riverside, Anaheim is not yeah. too bad, by the way. Riverside, well, no. Anaheim, they could do it, but uh, I mean, saying. maybe some other places, not so much. Well, well, that's, <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm asking is, he making the towns? Is he going to do that yeah. house show in Riverside? And you're going to like, you know what? I'm going to go see Logan Paul. You're going to go to Riverside. You're going go to go drive down to San Diego to check him out. Like, I don't know he's making those towns. He's a TV entity. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, like as much as I would love to say, hey, he's in a, a regional house show. He's in Milwaukee or, you know, in Indianapolis near me or, or Hammond, Indiana. Like, I don't think he's doing that because he feels like he's a megastar and the company feels like he's a megastar. So I just think that from a television standpoint or big pay-per-views, live events, that's what that's where his bread is buttered. I don't see him being like the rest of the boys and the girls that that trudge all over this country, all over the world to do live events. I don't think that's in him. I don't. 
They, I think they look at him as a special attraction that if he wins a U.S. championship, if he's only out there once a month, I'd be disappointed because I'd want to see more. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.